1: Yes, sir. Let's get it, y'all. What's what's up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Heat Versus the World Podcast. We're here, we're ready to go. We got the trade deadline ahead of us. And now it's time for the one thing that I know everyone wants to talk about. And that's none other than trades, trades, and trades and trades. I mean, that's really all this episode is gonna be about. And I know we got a game tonight, but we're gonna put everything to the side because. We know what y'all are here for, and that's that transaction talk. And with me today, I got Nick and Kevin, and man, do we got a great episode for y'all. So the trade deadline, I mean, while we're recording this, it's currently 5.18 p.m. Eastern time over here where I'm from, and that means that we are currently less than 22 hours away from the trade deadline. And obviously, there's been a lot of concerns from the fans. Obviously, the season has not went the way how we wanted it to so it leads to miami fans everywhere wanting one thing one thing only and that is t-r-a-d-s trades y'all are gonna hear that word so much during this pod it's gonna be crazy but here we are and you know honestly i feel like there are so much fans that just want to see moves you know whether if it's move moves that could help this team in the long run or moves that could help this team compete for a championship this year. Because right now, I feel like we're seeing fans have different opinions on it. Because they don't know if this team's championship window for this season is still open. Some of them believe it still is. Some people believe it's shut and they should just worry about next season. And it's been kind of one of the hot topics that are out there. And we'll just have to wait and see. But before, I know we were going to dive into what the heat should take care of you know what needs the heat have to address i actually want to start it off with this question to you guys specifically and that's do you guys believe the heat's championship window is still open or do you believe that there's not really a realistic trade out there that could help keep that window open for this season uh we'll start off with you nick um that's a talk i mean
0: I don't think there's a like a trade that's gonna push us into some like ultimate like clear favorite contention. I think I mean if you make a play at OG on an OB or or Bogning Bogdanovich and then pick up Russ off the buyout, your team is a lot better and then coped with playoff Jimmy, there's a chance, but I don't think there's anything that's gonna just make us a clear contender favorite, especially with teams like the Celtics and the Bucks and our side of the bracket
1: and the Cavs. Right. You know, I feel kind of the same way. You know, I mean, this season has had a lot of ups and downs for the Heat. But when you specifically look at the downs, you know, it kind of makes you really skeptical on what exactly the Heat could save. And, you know, Kevin, I know you've always been one of the more optimistic fans while also being realistic. So I'm really curious to hear what's on your mind. Like, do you think this season is salvageable through the deadline?
2: I think it is, but I also think it's a long shot just because, I mean, I know we'll get into names, but, I mean, I've said in our group chat multiple times, but if we were somehow able, this is a long shot again, let me emphasize that, but if we were somehow able to get Jared Vanderbilt and Jakob Pertl, I think that answers damn near every single question outside of point guard play for the Heat right there, and that ultimately puts their defense on an entirely different level, which they've been, you know, you know, hanging their hard hats on and that kind of puts us in that same tier with Milwaukee and Boston. But, again, that's a long shot. I'm not banking on that. I've just been hoping for that. I've seen the report that Shandra tweeted out not too long ago, where it's a chance that Jakob Perdo – I mean, excuse me, not jakob Jared Vanderbilt ends up being in that three-team deal between the, the Jazz, the Timberwolves, and the Lakers. Um, i also seen Jake Fisher tweeted out that Jakob Purdo is a heavy target by the Celtics, which – oh, don't even get me started with that. But it's salvageable, but, man, Pat – Andy Ellisberg, that entire front office, like, I know a lot of Heat fans like to joke say that they, they be sleeping a lot, but, man, they're going to have to do a lot of work within these next, I don't even know how many hours, um to really redeem this season right now, but for this year, I'm not going to say it's entirely closed, like, I think it's the championship window is still open, I'm just like, man, they got a lot of work to do, and it's not... It's not doom and gloom like a lot of Heat fans think it is, but it's also like, yeah, we're clearly, like Nick said, we're clearly not in the same stratosphere right now as Boston-Milwaukee. And we're not too far off, but we just we don't have the horses like that, man. That's all it really comes down to. So I think for this season, it might be quiet, but, I mean, I don't really want to look forward to next season because Jimmy only got so many seasons left. But, yeah, I'll just say for this season, it,
1: it, it could be whatever, but we'll see, man. Hopefully they make a move right and that's the thing man because you know i feel like a lot of people you know look at us and they see us kind of getting frustrated because and they'll look at that and they'll think that oh you know we're we're just being spoiled and like i don't know man i've seen the heat win three championships and i'm definitely blessed by that but at the same time like i've said this so much times in the past and i know kevin like me and you are on the same boat and i'm sure you are too um nick like we just want to see Jimmy Butler win a championship, you know? Like, we just want to see that man get rewarded for everything he's put out on that court every day and every night, you know, specifically Facts. in the playoffs. You know, yeah, to watch absolutely. him, like, to watch him do what he did in 2020 in that bubble and, you will know, not get rewarded for that. And then to watch him do what he did last season and still not get rewarded for that Like, that's still something that bugs me as a basketball fan. Because if there's anyone, in my opinion, and I know I'm biased being the Heat fan that I am, but if there's anyone who deserves a championship, it's Jimmy Butler. So to watch him not get the help that he really needed, you know, to watch the Heat not make whatever improvements that were needed to get closer to that championship, you know, it's frustrating. It really is. So you know, it's not really about being spoiled for me personally. And I know it's not the case for you guys. It's just about doing whatever we can to make sure number 22 gets his ring. Because, you know, the nickname that I know Kevin, you got for him is Jimmy Jansport Butler. And I couldn't agree with that anymore. Because that man has been putting his this team on his back on a constant basis. And, We might not see it now in the regular season, but we know what Jimmy Butler is. We know he's not an eighty-two game player, but he's the guy that you can count on for the sixteen games that matter the most. And I think the worst thing we could see is Jimmy having to continue to put this team on his back only for it to not pay off because the other team just have so much more talent and that they have, you know, other guys that can, you know, help carry the load for their star player while we don't really have that type of talent here in Miami because we have like 50 undrafted players on our squad while also having a guy that's getting paid $90 million to – and listen, he had a good season last year. Y'all know who I'm talking about. But we we have a guy that's being paid around, around $90 million to not even play in the fourth quarter now. Like it's really – we're really at a dark point right now if you're a Heat fan and that's why I'm looking at this deadline. I'm looking at it and I'm just praying to God that some way somehow we can get a miracle. That some way somehow there can be some hope from it. Cuz right now I look at this season and y'all kind of hit on the nose. Like we're we're a little skeptical right now because we don't know what type of realistic moves are out there to really, you know, keep this season alive for the heat and it kind of scares, you know, me as a person that looks at Jimmy's prime and seeing how much seasons he has left to give to play at this high level. And I don't know, man, I'm just hoping for a miracle. I'm just hoping Pat Riley still has it in him. I'm just hoping that there is a move like, what what what, what did I call it a couple of pods ago? Like the 2020 Andre Iguodala trade where we can still trade for a player or two and that package that we received can help bring us closer. I don't know what that move is, but I'm just praying to God for a miracle because it's been that it's, I don't want to say train wreck because, you know, there's been some ups, but it's been such a frustrating season and we just want to see this team get better. We don't want to see another year of Jimmy's prime get wasted Because at the end of the day, we know what the goal is for this team. It's to win a championship. And if we don't do that, then it is a waste, you know. So that's basically all I got to say on that. And, you know, now we got to look into some of these players that are out there. Because it feels like the market is filled with so much talent. But then at the same time, you got to look at it and wonder, like, can we get this guy? Can we get that guy? You know, who out there specifically can we bring on to this team for the right price? Because it seems like there's so much talent that's out there, but then they want certain amount of draft picks, you know, like, for example, whether if it's a guy like OG, like you mentioned, Nick, you know, you hear the rumors about Toronto wanting three first round picks for him. And obviously that's not going to work if you're Miami. And hopefully they're not crazy enough to, they're not crazy enough to do that. But we'll wait and see, and I'm sure they're not. So thank God for that. But I just want to know, like, when you guys look at what's out there for Miami, what do y'all believe is going to be that good trade the Heat can make? Like, what players that are out there specifically on this market right now that you really think the Heat should get? Uh, We'll start off with you, Kevin.
2: Man, I just mentioned them. Um, Jared Vanderbilt and Yaka Perto, man, especially – I'm not even going to say especially. Both of those options, to me, do a lot of things defensively because we know, like, this team, they're always going to be defensive-minded. As long as Spoh's the coach, as long as Pat Rowdy's up there in the front office, the Heat are always going to be about their defense. And if you get a guy like Jakob Pertl, who I know a lot of people probably haven't watched too much of him being down there in San Antonio because nobody likes to watch the Spurs like that, but he's one of them dudes that when Bam goes to the bench, he can anchor the defense I won't say just as good as Bam, but damn near just as good. He's that good, and he's skilled offensively, and he just does what he's supposed to do, man. He don't complain. You don't hear, any, you don't hear him say anything like that. He just he fits in every faucet. And then for Jared Vanderbilt, honestly, he's starting to play his best basketball, and he's a dude that, Again, defensively, man, he can do so many things. I think, I honestly think he's one of them dudes that's going to end up being a, a real dude that can legitimately guard one through five. I know that that term and phrase is thrown around a lot, but it's literally probably maybe 10 guys in the league that can actually guard all five positions. And I think Jared Vanderbilt is actually trending towards that direction. And offensively, he's starting to kind of figure some things out too. So I believe Spo, as we know, is one of the best coaches in the league at maximizing talent. So either one of them options – um, i seen the Eric Gordon one, which I wouldn't mind either, uh, just to get a little scoring boost off the bench, you know, with Depot. So I'd probably say those first two ones will be my main ones just because that defense will be – with those two dudes, man, that defense will be insane. And another one, too, because his value is literally at zero right now, is probably Cam Reddish just because, again, that's a guy we haven't seen him play his best ball in the league he's been bouncing around from situation to situation um between atlanta and the knicks and now the knicks don't even really want to play him like that so if we could somehow swoop cam reddish up i would love that as well because i think he's a hell of a player too he just hasn't been in the greatest of situations
1: to maximize his game and career right and you know what Yaku purtle that's a name that i feel like not a lot of people talk about enough because I look at what he's done in San Antonio, and he would honestly be a great player on the Heat. I don't know exactly what San Antonio would want for him, but, man, if the Heat could some way, somehow make that happen, you know, that would be crazy. Especially, now, I, I was joking about this in the group chat because I didn't know how realistic of a move it would be. But, like, if he could be a backup five to them, like, that would be a dream come true for the Heat you know, something like that to take place. And I mean, at the end of the day, just it's so important that we just get someone that could just go out there and be a solid backup five for us because, you know, we got rid of Deadman, We finally got out of that mess. And now we still have a question that's left to address and that's, who are we going to get to replace his role as that backup five? Because, you know, Omer has been injured. I don't trust him to be that backup five for us now that he's missed all this time. You know, if he's still on the team come next season, you can maybe try to flirt with that there. But at this point of the year, no, I don't trust him. And then you have a guy like Orlando who has potential. I mean, don't get me wrong, but You know, he's on a two-way contract. I honestly don't want to convert him just yet. You know, just let him ride out this season as a G-leaguer. And then if you still see that potential come next season, do whatever you want from there. Overall, I just want to see Miami get a five that is serviceable. And it's not someone that can give you two or three fouls in his first five minutes in the game, and not someone that is going to hit someone with a hip tackle in this final game of his Miami Heat career, like what we saw with Dwayne Dedman. Also, Cam Reddish was another name you bought up. And for me personally, you know, I've always been interested in to see what Miami could do with a guy like him. And, you know, I think he just needs like a team that could give him a good role because, you know, we know the situation he was in with Atlanta – And then he went to New York where he kind of found himself in the same situation because all of a sudden he's out of the rotation. So if he could just go to a team that can actually give him a good role, like it's going to be something fun to see, you know, and hopefully he can get it right from there. And Kevin, how about you, though? Like, is there any trade targets that you have been thinking about for some time?
2: Go ahead, Nick.
1: I mean, yeah. I, I I think I'm, I'm all... Oh wait, did I call you Kevin by accident?
0: Yeah, you're all you're all good.
1: Yo, yo, man, I'm sorry, man. The trade deadline has been keeping me up for too long, and it's it's just been a mess. Now, I'm sorry. sorry. You're, you're, you're all you're, good. Oh, let me let me say it again. And well, what do you think, Nick?
0: I mean, I think more than anything, depending on the price, you can get him. I want I want OG. I've I've had a lot of sleepless nights wrestling around my head. I wouldn't give up three first rounders. Or whatever ridiculous thing that their media is putting out there saying, oh, a team has offered us three first rounders for OG. You saw that leak like two weeks ago. And like anonymous team has offered the Raptors three first rounders. If a team offered the Raptors three first rounders for OG two weeks ago, OG would not be on the Raptors anymore. That, I mean, that's OG's camp, the Raptors camp, trying to get his value up. But I mean, if you can get them for the right price, bring OG in. Another trade that I, again, it's all depending on value. But if you could somehow get Bogdanovich and Noel out of Detroit and then just add that stretch forward to help this offense and then add a serviceable backup, that'd be something to go for. And then I'm not, I'm all for picking up Russ in the buyout. I don't think he's going to be a savior. I think he'll be a little better than Lowry and maybe be able to help operate the bench units a little more. And that's really all you could ask for. I don't think he's going to some supreme upgrade that puts us into contention. But if you can make a trade for someone like OG or add Bogdanovich and Noel and then also add Russ,
1: I think that's a pretty solid deadline. You know, that's I like I like the way how you look at it. And, you know, for me personally, I would love OG and you Noel know, beyond the heat. And the thing with OG at this point is going to be, how is Masai going to look at this? You know, exactly how much would you give up if you are in his spot, if you are in Pat Riley's spot? Because we know how Masai is. Like, you know, it, it was just hell trying to get him to trade Kyle Lowry a couple of deadlines ago. And it was because of that reason that we ultimately went with Victor Oladipo. So if you're Miami, can you go out there and can you get him on the right price? Because, you know, I feel like the conversation has been how much first-round picks do you actually give up for a guy like OG? And, you know, a quick question Two I jobs. just want to br- Okay, so I, that's actually a question I just wanted to bring up. Like, would you guys – so one thing that's been flirting around is the idea of giving up at least two first-round picks and Nikola Jovich in a deal for OG and Anobi, which I'll do it, yes or no. Or, so I know <laughs> – all right, so I hear the yes from you, Nick. How about you, Kevin?
2: Hell yes.
1: All right, so there we go. So that, for me, seems like an ideal move. And honestly, with a guy like OG being as young as he is, like that would definitely fit Miami's window. And, you know, looking at the Russell Westbrook thing – i mean it's interesting i'm not too high on Russ to be honest with y'all but it's one of those things where you're just willing to take whatever you can for kyle lowry because the dude has not been that good this year and you just want a point guard that can you can actually rely on and it's just one of those situations where although russ isn't the exact answer we need for that point guard situation he's still someone that's better than Kyle, you know? Like, it's that same reason why a lot of Pete fans wanted D'Angelo Russell. Is D'Lo not gonna... Is D'Lo gonna be, like, an elite point guard? Is he gonna be prime Magic Johnson? No, but he's still a guy that you can count on to be better than Kyle in some aspects in this game at this point. So that's the way how I view at it with Russell Westbrook, you know? Like, for example... When we had Dwayne Dedman on our team, and, you know, I mentioned this, you know, before we even started the pod, we we didn't even mess with Dwayne Dedman. We would take anyone on this team over him because the dude was just so trash. Like, that's how bad he was, you know. There were people considering bringing back Hassan Whiteside over him. Like that's how down bad this fan base was because they were so fed up with what they were seeing with Dwayne Deadman. And that's kind of like the same thing with Kyle where people are just so frustrated. They're so exhausted with what they are seeing from him that they are willing to get any point guard to come in and take his spot because they're just fed up with what they've seen. So while Russ might not be the exact answer for this team at that position, it's at the point where you're willing to take whatever you can for him, for a guy like Lowry to get him off this team and bring in some sort of point guard that could come in and do their thing. And to have him come off the bench, like at this point, it wouldn't hurt in my opinion because, I mean, I'd rather pay a guy like him the veterans minimum than a guy like Kyle, you know, $90 million to do God knows what. So with that being said, I know, Kevin, like you have your own opinions about um, Russ. So I'm gonna let you load the chopper right
2: now. Yeah, man. And when I say this, like I'm from LA, so I I never want to disrespect Russ. I love everything that Russ has done personally. My biggest thing is that a lot of Heat fans think that Russ is gonna come in and just be this significant upgrade over Kyle Lowry. And I know we're all fed up with Kyle Lowry. He's been pretty much a failure ever since he signed. What was that? A couple years ago. Um, but Russ, as much as people love him, he does make a lot of silly-ass mistakes. He'd be missing layups at the rim. He'd be missing free throws. He'd be throwing terrible turnovers. And, again, I don't want to diminish his player because I feel like a lot of people, over the past couple of years, they've been diminishing his legacy, and they forget that this dude is literally an MVP, what, like, all the triple-doubles in the world. He plays his, He plays hard every single night that he's on the floor, but... He's not a significant game changer for this Heat team. I've been seeing a lot of people trying to act like that. And that's just not, excuse me, that's just not the case, man. Like, it just isn't. He's a good player. Don't get it twisted. Again, I'm not going to sit here and say he sucks or anything like that, but he's not raising the ceiling of this team tremendously. He's not out here making a whole bunch of guys better. He's not going to make Bam's life easier. He's not going to really make Jimmy's life easier. He'll dominate the ball and things like that. But again, he doesn't really. I know we're all dying to get another point guard. I know we all want to ship Kyle off to L.A. to go to the Clippers or whatever, but I'm just saying, man, Russ is not the answer. I know this. I know fans, Heat fans, have been down bad this year because they thought we'd be better or whatever, but I don't know, man. I'm just not seeing that when it comes to Russ. I don't see the fit at all. I know the Heat front office, allegedly, because we never know what they're really thinking are interested, but... I'm not seeing the fit there, man. They probably love his passion, his energy, and all those great things. Jimmy probably respects him. I understand it. same thing with Bam, but I'm just not seeing that fit. The last thing we need is another dude that can't really shoot the ball like that, if we're being honest. Because right now, we need as much floor spacing as possible because the, the lane be clogged up between Jimmy and Bam already. So around them, you have to put dudes that can space the floor. And, and Russ is literally not doing that whatsoever. It's the reason why – the Lakers spacing has not been good. LeBron's been trying to get to the rim. AD lives in the paint and Russ is kind of clogging it up. So it's not all his fault for their problems, but he does contribute to some of them. So again, I didn't want to go too hard on him. I just wanted to tell he fans that we got to come back to reality. I know a lot of people hate Kyle Lowry, which is fine, but it's, it's not a significant upgrade going from Kyle Lowry to Russell Westbrook at this point. A few years ago, definitely you would have never heard anything from me but right now in this current moment i just feel like there's probably a couple other better options out there than russell westbrook now as nick said in the buyout market fine take that chance it's it's a it's a low risk high reward situation there's nothing wrong with that but to possibly trade for him which i don't think they'll do but i wouldn't do that personally so i i feel
0: like this this three-way trade from all the reports I've seen with the with the Jazz, the Lakers, and the Timberwolves are, is all but done, just working out draft compensation. So I think it's inevitable that Russ is going to the Jazz and getting bought out. So it just depends if he's going to us or moving to the other team in Staples Center, and that all just depends on what we do with Lowry. If we keep Lowry, Russ will be a clipper. If we move Lowry to the Clippers, Russ will be a heat, And I think that's really about his options. There may be the Mm -hmm. Bulls, I guess. And there's that.
1: that. No, like, you you guys hit it right on the nose from there. I mean, Kevin, like, what you brought up, I 100% agree with. And, you know, it's basically, you know, what we've mentioned before, where it's basically at a point where I think a lot of Heat fans just are done with Kyle, and they just want to get whatever best option they could possibly get. And, you know – I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not going to complain because if we can get off of Kyle's contract, that's a win. Obviously, it would have been nice to get probably a more elite point guard in return for Kyle. You know, we had that chance last week when a certain someone requested a trade, but that's for another day to talk about. But, you know, here we are and Russ is probably the guy you could go out and get and, you know, get someone to replace Kyle and, someone that I guess is somewhat better than him in certain aspects of his game. So it's just at that point where you just got to do whatever you can do and just kind of go from there, you know. Obviously, a guy like Russ does not save you. It's not a move that potentially makes you a championship contender. We all know this, but, you know, like I said, you know, this is a move where – You just want to make it because you just want to do whatever you can to get Kyle off your team while also getting a guy that, you know, can actually give you whatever you feel like is going to be good for the squad. And while it's not going to be too much, you know, at the end of the day, it's still going to be more than what a guy like Kyle can give you. But, you know, while we can talk about, you know, the potential of Russ coming to the heat all day, I do want to quickly throw in our sponsors. So real quick. and plays the same game probably on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. So obviously, you know, we got this upcoming Heat game against the Pacers. For me, I'm going to have the Heat winning it all day. You know, hopefully the Heat can get the job done because I know these past couple of games haven't been looking right. It's also going to be interesting to see who doesn't show up for the Heat because we know how it is with the trade rumors, how certain players will sit out once they're about to get sent somewhere. So we'll see what happens there. But overall, it's going to be a fun game no matter what. Hopefully, the Heat can get the win. But aside from that, download the app now and sign up with the code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get uh $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And now back to the show. So with that being said, I just want to know from you guys like we look at, you know, what the heat could potentially do and you know, one thing that I brought up earlier in the show was, you know, an Andre Iguodala 2020 type trade that the heat could potentially do. You know, could there be a trade out there that's Miami could make that could help them make it further than what it what it looks like right now so I just want to know like and I don't remember I said this in the group chat like a couple weeks ago you know go on the trade machine and make whatever crazy trade you could possibly whip up and I just want to know from y'all like is there a certain move that's out there that you believe could be like that dollar 2020 trade for the Heat that could really help the Heat out in the long run? Now, I know y'all are probably skeptical because it does feel like the Heat are in this situation where they're not going to be able to really save the window that's closing on them right now. But is there anything that you can look at right now and really invest your hope into? We'll start off with you, Nick.
0: Mm, trying to just so like a smaller scale trade than anything we've been talking about is what you're saying then
1: i mean yep yeah like whatever you view as the way how the iguodala trade kind of helped miami out that season like if you can think of any trade in your mind that could do it and it could be multiple trades if you think miami makes more than one deal you know whatever comes to mind
0: mean with the with the clippers' interest in Kyle, I guess I'd say something over there where you could maybe get somehow like you might have to give up a second round pick for it but uh maybe trade Lowry in a second for Robert cunnington and um and reggie maybe but other than that I don't know any I don't know any like smaller trades that I think would land any significant change with how it's going right now i think if you want the change you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go for a guy like jacob porter you're gonna have to go for a guy like og or bogdanovich i don't think there's any like any small little patch jobs we can do that will like save the season because like it's hard to that that season was really lightning in the bottle you you make that trade you get the veteran help then you go into the lockdown where you're literally in the perfect environment for Jimmy Butler. And so I don't I, – I think you got to look at it from that standard too. We're not making a trade and going into a bubble. We're making a trade and going back to the postseason. And, and I don't – I just – I think you're going to need to think a lot bigger if you're going to want to make any success out of it.
1: Great. Right. And also I just want to quickly mention – so I just saw on Twitter that – apparently Woj is on espn right now and he said that apparently the heat touched base with the pelicans for something they didn't say specifically why i guess from looking at the tweets that i'm looking at but that's something interesting to think about so apparently now the pelicans are trade partners for the heat um but yeah that's i I don't know that i was not expecting that whatsoever but um kevin how about you though
2: Man, the only one that I could potentially see, and honestly, I wasn't even a fan of it until I really sat down with myself and thought about it. But if we could pluck away Grant Williams from the Celtics, I think that could do a little bit of something. Now, again, I'm not saying that turns into a championship contender, but kind of like taking P.J. from Milwaukee, you have a guy that has guarded Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in practice every single day of his career. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anybody knows how to guard those two dudes, come playoff time, it would be him, right? You know. So,
0: I think the only problem with that, a report from his camp came out earlier this week that Grant is looking for upwards of 16 to 18 million dollars a year. Like, Grant thinks he's that guy. So, I, you could trade for him, but I think he, I think he would rather go sign do like go sign for a crappy team and get a big contract and try to put up numbers. Cause if he we're thinks talking. he's worth 18 million a year. Yeah, that
2: is a lot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're, we're also the same franchise that, that got Duncan Robinson sitting on the bench for $90 million. So yeah. <laughs> don't remind um, us. <laughs> so that's honestly the only one when it comes to that specific question, that's probably the only one I can see just cause again, he's literally damn near just like PJ Tucker might be a little bit better shooter. Same defender and, again, a guy just like P.J. coming over from another Eastern Conference rival that knows damn near everything that they want to do. Um Outside of that, I'd probably say that's the, that's the lone one that could make some type of a difference.
1: So let's see. I'm, I'm looking at right now. I'm just trying to see what moves the Heat could make for my end. When I look at specifically what trades the Heat could do, I mean, it's one of those situations where personally for me, I don't know because, you know, you guys brought up some of the main names that I feel like a lot of Heat fans have looked at and guys like OG and guys like, um, who who was the other guy that y'all brought up? I I quickly forgot. Yeah, Yeah, Hurdle, you know, guys like them. And the thing is, is like, we obviously know how good they would be on the Heat. But then there's the fact that we don't know what these teams would want for guys like them. Overall, it's just going to be crazy to see what the Heat could potentially do, you know, because I really don't want to see the season go into the gutter. Like right now, this team is on life support. And the only thing that could maybe save this team is whatever move they can make at this deadline. So it's one of those things where we're just going to have to wait and see and overall, like, just kind of go from there and just see what this team could do because everything that's been kind of going on right now, like, it's probably been one of the most still trade markets in a while and still trade deadline altogether, aside from the Kyrie trade. But, like, aside from that, nothing else has really went on that people can look at and be like, oh, you know, could a certain team make a move for this guy or that one? Because, I mean, Let's see, there's OG, Yaka Purtle, and, you know, I mean, there's not really too much names out there that you could get for, like, a realistic price, you know, specifically when you look at the assets the Heat have, and I don't know, maybe this is the punishment we get for constantly signing these undrafted players that end up being guys that you can't really give up for when it comes to the value that they have, but I don't know, man. I'm just praying to God the Heat do something. And we'll just have to see. Man, I, I really don't want to be – I really don't want to end this pod on a negative note. But it's just it's just a part of me that feels so uncertain where it's at a point where I don't even know, man. But before we close this pod out, is there anything that y'all want to say um, about what to expect at this trade headline or want to offer this team and this fan base who might be listening to this pod, like any sort of hope? um. Well,
0: I don't got anything trade relying code, but you said you don't want to land it on a negative. Um, I don't think – I think our last pod was before the reserves were announced, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, hey, Bam's an all-star.
1: And it happened. I mean, that's uh, – I guess that's some of the happiness we got right now. <laughs> How about you, Kevin.
2: Nah, definitely shout out to Bam. He deserved that. He's been hooping his ass off this entire season. Clearly taking a leap offensively. Um, hopefully it translates to the playoffs, but he should definitely be celebrated for that. He earned it. Um, shout out to Jimmy for not making it so he can get a little bit of rest. Because that man has been carrying forever. But all I can say is I hope we make a move, man. If we don't, it's not the end of the world. Like he fans are gonna try and make it out to be, but it would be kind of A downer just because you know this team needs to make a move but other than that I just hope that this team stays the course and starts to show us signs of life throughout the next couple months to maybe not obviously win a championship but just be competitive and and end the season off on a high note man
1: I couldn't agree anymore but you know it's going to be crazy Heat fans you got to buckle up because what we're about to see in these next how, how much more 21 hours and six minutes what we're about to see in this time span is gonna be crazy so either we're gonna be really happy to the point where we really feel like this team has a chance or we're gonna be bummed out that doesn't matter we'll still do this pod we'll still be rooting for this team so you know we'll just see what happens and just go from there But aside from that, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World Podcast. Make sure to follow um, Nick on Twitter at Nick underscore K-N-E-C-H-T. And make sure to follow Kevin on Twitter at EasyMoneyKev7. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at Jacob underscore and make sure to follow Heat vs. the World on all platforms at HVTW Podcast. And make sure y'all check out all of our content, man. Not only this pod, but very soon. Culture Shock is going to be coming back. And then you have, um. Uh, let's see. We got a lot of stuff coming up real soon. Uh, Biscayne Breakdown, they dropped their um first episode in a while, literally this past Sunday. And we got a lot of other stuff going on behind the scenes that I can't talk about just yet. But it's going to be fun. So just tune in, Heat Nation, because even if the Heat do a move or not, we're still going to have a fun time, and we can't wait to do it with y'all. So with that being said, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. Miami Heat, if you're listening to this, please make a trade. It's the only thing that can save me from having a downward spiral. So please, I beg to y'all, and I'm praying to God that a miracle will happen come the deadline aside from that thank y'all for tuning in and until next time guys we are out so hit that music thank you for listening and
0: we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the heat versus the world podcast